Welcome to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that is different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clue series. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We are also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. We believe well-designed employee benefit plans enhance people's lives. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here with my co-host and business partner, the fabulous Al McDonald. Al, what do you say? Hey, Robin. Well, we were just talking before we came on about uh, the weather. And of course, it looks like it's going to be a nice weekend. So I actually, for the first time, went in and actually checked the weather. And I've got to say, it looks like a day when I might be able to get out for my first bike ride of the spring. So I'm excited. I've been asking you for a while, when does the bike come out? So this is uh, this looks it like it be could tomorrow. be the weekend. It could be tomorrow. All right. Well, you're going to have some fun and I'm going to have some work ahead of me because my wife is ready to do some yard work and which means that uh, I have to be ready to do some yard work. So I'm ready to go. And speaking of which things around the house, things to make your life easier and then so much more enjoyable. Joining us today is Ben Zlotnick, owner of the Eden app. And I have some personal experience with the Eden app. I'm going to tell you about in a few minutes, but Ben is a serial entrepreneur who has founded a number of successful companies, both in technology startups and traditional businesses. Over the last decade, he has been advising startups and connecting people across all business platforms. He is also an angel investor and an LP in various enterprises. I got to tell you, and I'm, I'm going to get into it. This is an amazing app. I can't take credit for finding it. My wife found it. We've been using it pretty much since you launched it. Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for the invitation, uh, Robin and Al. Great to have you here. And, and, and I've told the story to pretty much anyone that will listen. I've been using uh, your app, I think, since you launched it. And I remember being down south on vacation one time and showing a fellow tourist because we were talking about, oh, you know, in Toronto, there's, there's a storm. And I said, well, look at this because I had just activated the app. And we were watching on one of my cameras, you know, I'm sitting in, in the sunny South and I'm watching my driveway get cleared. And so not have to worry about, uh, you know, this, someone slipping on the, on the driveway or, or the sidewalk. And it was fantastic. So I'm not going to spoil the surprise. Ben, why don't we start with, tell us what is the Eden app? So first of all, again, thank you very much for the introduction. And, and of course, as a very valued customer. So Eden app. <laughs> It really was a amalgamation of, of my two worlds together. So, you know, as you both know, I'm from Toronto and I've run a number of different enterprises. And one of those is a fairly large a landscape design construction business where we do everything from lawn maintenance to design construction. And of course, during the winter months, we do snow removal. Alongside that, I also was running one of Canada's top technology accelerator programs, Incubes. Uh, where we took in early stage technology companies and we put them through an entire program. So Eden itself was really an amalgamation of those two businesses. On the one side, you had the technology aspect of it. And on the other side, you had the old school business of landscaping and snow removal. So four or five years ago, I launched Eden, really uh, looking at the marketplaces of the world. We're a platform and ultimately we connect customers, homeowners, property owners with verified contractors. 
And the way that it works is that you have the ability to sign up directly on our website, which is edenapp.com, or to download the mobile app, both iOS or Android. Customers then have the ability to order, whether it's a one-off job during a snowstorm, one-off grass cut, uh, cleanup, spring cleanup, and really any type of landscaping work that you're looking for throughout the season. They can do it as a one-off, like I mentioned, or they can sign up for recurring services, which ultimately means is that anytime it snows five centimeters or more, automatically a pre-assigned verified contractor will come out there and service your property. Alongside that, during the summer months, we can come out there and you don't have to click any buttons anymore. We come out, we maintain your property, whether it's on a weekly or a bi-weekly basis. And the advantage, just like you had mentioned, is that you can do this from anywhere as long as you have a phone or access to the web. You can order directly. It's a couple of clicks of the button services provided. You see the price ahead of time based off of what it is that you require. And the amazing part about it is that if you are down in Florida on vacation or wherever it might be, uh, you can see the after photos of the completed work. Exactly. So we have had enormous success. Thankfully, it's been scaling over the last number of years. And when we started it in our own backyard in Toronto, And today we're across Southern Ontario, as well as in Ottawa. And on top of that, we've expanded into the U.S. So today we are active and servicing eight U.S. states as well. Amazing. And I I remember my wife and I started our our home ownership in in a condominium townhome. And one of the things that we liked about living there at the time was everything was done for you. You didn't have to worry about anything. So in terms of going away in the winter down south, we knew there was a contract that would come and you know clear the snow out of the driveway. It was fantastic. And then we, we when we moved to our detached house, we thought, okay, what are we going to do now? And that's when my wife had found Eden. And in the beginning, to your point, we were using it on a one-off basis. And really for us, it was a game changer because again, we could be down south if there's a snowstorm, one click. And I mean, Ben, it's so the app, and, and it sounds like you know I'm getting paid for this and I'm not. I'm just, I've been a big fan of this app ever since it came out. It pings you to let you know, hey, we're searching for a contractor. It pings you again, found a contractor, gives you that person's name. The contractor pings you when you get there, when they get there, job has started. And then to your point, the pictures of a job, and you can even say, here's a tip for doing a great job. And and typically, you know, I was away one Christmas and I thought, geez, this person is doing this close to Christmas. You got to give this person a Christmas bonus or a little Christmas tip, but the app makes it so easy. So again, I think it's been a game changer. I tell everybody that'll listen about it because I think it is incredibly useful. Yeah, and I appreciate the words. I mean, we, we've really simplified the process both for the property owner as well as, you know, we, we think about it as from the contractor's perspective as well. And coming from the service business, I've always felt those pain points as a contractor, whether it's the cash flow, whether it's just how do I get leads, marketing, I've got to take care of all the paperwork, my receivables. And really, this cuts everything out because the way that it works is that the customers pay directly through the app and the platform pays the contractors directly into their bank account. So there's no issues around cash flow, receivables, administrative work. We really cut all of that out of the entire process of the business. And this way, the small, medium businesses that are in the landscaping and snow removal industry, we don't actually become a bank for the customers. And everybody gets paid same way how you walk into a coffee shop and buy yourself a coffee. You got to pay for it right away. This is the same type of concept. We're just bringing it into the service business. 
It's a great idea. And you're obviously in the right market for it. Being in uh, Toronto and Ottawa, I'm sure you're getting lots of customers that are signing up in those areas. Tell us a little bit about how the idea for the business came about. You, you mentioned your, your background in technology and also your background in the, in the landscaping world. So what caused you to merge them together? So the merger was really about how do I reach somebody or customers and, and as well as contractors that are outside of my own backyard, like typically in the traditional business sense, you, you start off in a local area and you slowly expand and expand where, you know, in my traditional business, we're across the GTA. But how do I get to a place like Ottawa? How do I open up in Kitchener, Waterloo? Can I franchise? Yes, I can do something like that. But if you look at, let's call it the Uberization and the marketplaces that are currently out there, you become a platform and it gives you the ability to expand and scale your business. I mean, you ultimately become a marketing tool, right? So if you can create a platform, if you can create technology that will allow you to expand your business, well, then the globe is your world. And this is really what we are trying to achieve. And I think we've done a fairly good job to date, again, not without its challenges. There are many challenges in any type of business, whether it's a technology business or, or a traditional business. And really, that's really what brought me to this place is we were running a successful landscaping and snow business, and that continues to run. And on the flip side, I had been involved in the technology sector for around six or seven years by that time. And when you looked at the Ubers and the Lyfts of the world and many other companies similar to that, the question was, is how do I bring my expertise from the landscaping world and the snow world into this particular place? And you remember the, the landscaping and snow removal industry is a very old school business, right? It's not like we're cutting the grass any different than we were cutting it 20 years ago. We're still using lawnmowers. Well, on the side, we actually are using robotic lawnmowers these days. That's another conversation for another podcast. <laughs> but for right now, it's still happening. The question is, is how was I able to bring to the table the ability for smaller companies and larger companies, but mainly for smaller companies to get better leads without them having to spend a bundle on their own Facebook marketing or Google ads or anything like that and allow them to grow their businesses and not be caught in that threshold of cash flow issues. And Eden has really done that trick. And, and our goal and it has always been like this since day one is how do I take an individual, a company that has one truck and help him or her grow into a, a you know, and expanding their businesses to two or three or four trucks. And looking back in the last couple of years, we've been able to achieve that because we don't just offer, you know, just regular maintenance. We also offer anything from landscaping installations, hardscaping, tree work. I mean, anything across the board, we have around 30 plus services during the spring, summer, fall months that we offer. Very cool. It's clear, you know, very from your, just from chatting with you and, and from your intro that we did, you've been an entrepreneur, you're, you, you know, you're self-described a serial entrepreneur. Where does this come from, Ben? Is this something you grew up wanting, knowing as a young guy or, or you know, what are, what are the forces that led you to become an entrepreneur? I don't think everybody, you know, you don't always know whether or not uh, you're cut out for it. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with not being an entrepreneur, right? I know that in the last, you know, 10, 20 years, it became really cool to be an entrepreneur out there. But people also don't realize is that when you're an entrepreneur, it's 24 seven, 
it's not like it's a nine to five job and that at five o'clock you close that computer or you leave the office and I won't see anybody until nine o'clock, right? It doesn't work like that. So being an entrepreneur has enormous opportunity, but at the same time, it's got stress and it also, you, you know, you're ultimately responsible for others, especially if people work underneath you. So, you know, when you talk about cash flow, especially in the early days, you've got to be concerned about that payroll, right? So do people really understand that every Friday, you got to make sure that you've got enough dollars in the bank to make sure that all your people and if maybe your suppliers as well need to be paid. So did I know about this from an early stage? Well, I was always doing things, whether I was, I was a kid, you know, obviously you've got that lemonade stand example, not that I've done the lemonade, but I've done many things when I was younger, whether it was in high school, postgraduate, and, you know, it snowballed. One thing kind of led to another. I always have multiple ideas that are going on or brewing. And, you know, even alongside that, especially when I was running the accelerator, there's a lot of mentoring and advising. So similar to, you know, what both of you do, just from advising people, you tend to realize, well, am I learning more out of it or is the mentee learning more from the mentor, right? And we read a lot about this, but it's actually fascinating. And as an entrepreneur, it's really about how do I have three to five coffee meetings in normal times? Now we have Zoom meetings. And it's really about understanding and learning from others because there are so many things that are going on in the world and, and across the globe that as you speak and engage with others, as an entrepreneur, many more ideas uh, come into play. But we also know that ideas are one thing and execution is really about all making it happen. So that entrepreneurial spirit is always there at least for myself, it's really about how do you take it a great idea, execute, double down, and alongside that, helping others out there in the world to hopefully help them on their entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, that's definitely a recurring theme that has come up many times in many of these conversations is, you know, you, you, you touched on if you knew now what you didn't know at the beginning, you know, you maybe wouldn't have gone into it, right? <laughs> There's a, uh, an element of naivety and how sometimes that, that helps you out. And obviously then you mentioned about the mentoring, both getting help from others, reaching out to others and being able to give back to people who are trying to get into business and help them avoid some of the pitfalls. So I think we've, you know, we've uh, heard that a lot from other people that we've had on the podcast. So I want to just maybe take a little bit of a, a detour. Tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of in your line of work. Like, what are you curious about? What makes you tick and, and why? So great question. I would say that there are a lot of trends when it comes to uh, business today. So whether it's, you know, I'm talking March 19th, 2021. Are you looking at taking companies public through a SPAC? Are you looking at NFTs? And as these new trends come up, how do you look at them? How do you engage with them? And how do you maybe possibly bring them into the current businesses that you are ultimately running? So for myself personally, I continuously engage on current business events, staying up on the latest, because there is always opportunity. Is the opportunity right for you? Not necessarily, but these are the type of things that make me tick right? It's about having the conversations with the Robins and the Owls of the world, because out of our conversation and out of our podcast together, there could be some light at the end of a tunnel based off of an idea that you might have previously spoken about, 
or maybe afterwards, it might be about getting an email because somebody listened to your podcast and they're interested to work together with you, or maybe not necessarily for you, but hey, can you make an introduction to this other individual? And it's definitely something that we're looking at. So for, I'll give you a quick example. I'm on the council of uh, sick kids where the technology council is trying to raise $25 million through the different startup companies and technology businesses in Toronto and of course, beyond those borders. And when I put that information out there on Twitter and, and on LinkedIn, I already got enormous amount of feedback through DMs and direct messaging by email about you know different ways to engage, whether it was around giving money to sick kids or whether it was around like, hey, I've got a great idea based off of AI from my 10-year-old daughter. Is it something that we can engage with within the hospital? So you never know where things are going to come from, whether it's a Zoom call, a coffee meeting, a LinkedIn post, a Twitter post. So there are many opportunities. And I believe as far as continue to engage with great people, it's the old adage of what people say. It's like, if you want something done well, give it to a busy person to speak to, because that person is the one that's going to help you and work with you and not necessarily yourself, but is going to actually get the work done. So within that entrepreneurial journey, everything can ultimately make an individual tick through conversation, through meetings and through opportunities. I'm sitting here just really enjoying what you're saying because part of the reason, and, and I would say it would, it would be a big part of the reason why we started the podcast is, you know, really selfishly, Ben, I love having these conversations. I know Al, Al does too, because, you know, you, you get to sit down with like-minded people and, and share ideas. And, and, and to your point, I mean, sometimes something will come out of a conversation that maybe was in the back of your brain. And you mentioned sick kids, and, and I know some of the people on the board there as well. And you realize we're all connected and we, and we probably have opportunities. You know, you even said it, there's opportunity everywhere. And being able to have those conversations and, and build that network where I can reach out to Ben because I know, I know your background and your, you know, you've got a, you've got a strong technology background. Well, you're one of the people I would reach out and maybe not in, a, in an official capacity, but I, I really think of the people like yourself that I build these networks and I build relationships with almost as if a, a life advisory board. You're someone that we've chatted with a few times now. We're getting to know you a little bit more on the podcast, but you're someone that I would consider and I would think based on a relationship so far, you would welcome me reaching out and say, hey, Ben, I had an idea here. I don't know who to talk to about it and I don't know where to start, but what do you think because of your background? And I think based on our conversation, I think you'd be willing to help me. 100%. And it's something that I love to do. First of all, I love to give back to individuals or communities if possible, but I also learn a lot from it. So, you know, when the Robins of the world or the Owls of the world, like I mentioned, come to me with an idea that they might be working on or an existing business and they're running into some challenges. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, there is a lot to learn and you can learn something from everyone. And I, might, I don't have all the answers and I'll never give somebody the response, say you have to do it this way. What I try to always do is, is I try to look at it from all different perspectives and I'll lay out all the cards on the table and then it's up to that individual to make that decision. And then from there, of course, it's like, well, do you need an introduction to this person or do you need an introduction to that person? Or are you looking for an introduction? And if you are, come back to me with who that person might be. And if I'm able to, I would love to reach out to them on your behalf and see if I can put the two of you together. And that's really where it's a large world, right? And it's a big circle. Don't expect anything necessarily in return. There's only good that can come from it. 
And uh, if something happens, amazing. And if something does not come from it, that's no problem at all. The world is, uh, it's a big space and yeah. lots of opportunities for everybody out there. 100%. And that's Alan, I would definitely agree. That's, that's one of the best things that we get to do is connect other people. And, and like you say, we're never asking for anything in return. I mean, you know, and I think Ben, I'm hearing the same thing from you. If you do the right thing, you genuinely try to help people, it'll always come back to you in spades, right? So, you know, you never have to worry about that. Ben, what do you wish you had known in the beginning that you didn't know? Oh, that's a high level question. (laughs) So it's interesting because I, um, I mean, I went through obviously the educational experience of high school. I went to York University and, you know, I was educated on the business side of things. Go Yeoman. Right. So <laughs> I was educated on that side, but then I, I, I went straight into business. Like I, I did not pursue any professional, you know, master degrees or anything like that. I didn't go to law school. Like I didn't do any of that type of stuff. So a lot of the things that I learned were really through perseverance and hard work. When I started the businesses and that's every business, it was really from the ground up, no pun intended, of course. But everything was from the ground up. So were there certain things that I would have liked to have known prior to me engaging or starting the business? There's always something that you want to know. But the truth is, is that if I would have known certain things, there's a very high probability that I would have never gone into it, right? So for example, I'll take the technology accelerator program that I ran. When I got into it, I didn't know anything about technology. Literally, I, I had looked at investments and I had understood it a little bit, but I really knew nothing about it. It happens to be that my timing was really good. I got into it at, towards the end of 2011, 2012, when incubators and accelerators were just starting up in Toronto or that style of accelerator. But if I would have known then what I know now, I would have never started that accelerator. So sometimes ignorance is bliss. And that's also where the opportunity comes from. So today, when I'm a few years older, yes, I'm going to do a little bit more due diligence. I'm going to do more research, probably because I have more connections. But ultimately, if I believe that there is an opportunity, it's something that either I will look to jump into right away, or I will mentor somebody and tell them more about it and say, like, I highly recommend that you get into this. Sometimes finding out too many details is detrimental to your potential success. But what I have liked to have known uh, more things when I got into business as a, you know, in my early 20s, 100%. One of the things that I probably would have, should have done more of, and I just was unaware of it, was mentorship. Uh, getting feedback from, from different people or people that are further along within their careers, especially compared to what I was doing or had done prior to that. And I, I do still pound the pavement with that and tell people all the time. It's like, get yourself an advisor, get yourself a mentor. I also recommend to, especially university students, like if you're not getting into a profession, and even if you are, the first thing you should always do is get into sales, right? When I started off, the amount of no's, like no thank you, that I received is astronomical. And anybody that went into sales, that is something that they would have heard. So today, if somebody tells me no, like, okay, you start at one level. And if you get a no, you're at the same level. If you get a yes, you only go up. And it's just one way, if you can get that mental block out of your head of getting no's and you don't give up, 
then you're going to have a lot of success in what it is that you're doing. And that's one of the pieces of advice that I always give to people. And, and the truth is, is as you get further along in your profession, whether you're you know, an individual in business or even when you're a lawyer and you're a partner, you've got to sell. It all comes down to selling and it plays a, a large role. So if you can do that early on in your career, you're going to have a much greater success opportunity further along down the path. Yeah, that's, that's definitely great advice. And one of the things I always, I, I say is uh, failing doesn't make you a failure, right? You're, you're going to fail all the time. You're going to fall down, get, pick yourself back up, right? And just, and move on. So I think that's a, a great message. Most satisfying moment. Is there, is there one moment in, in your business career that stands out for you? So I ran into obviously many successes. And like you said, many failures. I think that there have been a number of highlights depending on the type of opportunities that, that arose. So if I would take my traditional business, uh, I've had the opportunity to buy out other landscaping businesses. And, you know, when you kind of sign those final papers, especially off of the first time that you've ever done it, I think that is a great internal success for yourself to show yourself that you can do it. And really by going out there and purchasing these other businesses, it allowed my business to really expand and explode. On the same time, especially when I was running the accelerator, I ran into a lot of instances of success, especially when we used to run demo days, right? So after a three-month program, it culminated with a large demo day where your company's presented to, you know, three to 500 individuals. And we had people from all over North America that used to fly in for that. So that was a great achievement of something that you were able to bring to fruition. And then even with Eden itself, it's like, you know, you started off within your own backyard within Toronto. And then if you take a step back and look at it from a bird's eye view, you're like, wow, we're servicing 30 different cities right now. Half of those cities I've never actually even been in. And you're just doing it from really from the employees and the management and your teammates within your businesses. And you realize that looking back in hindsight at all of the opportunities that you've been able to achieve. And on top of that, it's really about all the people are, that are working underneath you, you have allowed them to really live, right? So if I look at my traditional businesses and we've got you know 50 to 60 employees, like, wow, we're helping every single one of these people put food on the table, pay their mortgage or their rent, and having a life and taking vacations when they need to, right? And you see them grow from a personal level and a business level, and you see their kids growing. And it's the same thing with all the different businesses that I'm involved with is that you sometimes you got to take a step back and then look at the big picture and the achievements is really an overall larger achievement for the greater good. I'm really enjoying this conversation. I think Al is too. Just as a way to wrap up, because we know other business leaders are listening to this, but we also know some young up and coming entrepreneurs happen to listen to this, uh, this podcast. What advice would you give them? So the advice that I would give to any young, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're looking just to get into the business world, it's find yourself a mentor doesn't matter necessarily who it is, but it's got to be somebody that obviously you can trust, that you can look up to. I think that you can only gain from it. You can't necessarily lose. Uh, get involved in community, of course. There's a lot of opportunities in life, and the more people that you meet, 
the more opportunities that will come by. And of course, not everybody is an extrovert. Sometimes you're an introvert, but in today's day and age with, you know, with social media and, and online opportunities, you can do the same thing, even if you are uh, an introvert, so to speak. But mentorship and advisory is something that I would always recommend. And it plays a role in a sense where, you know, you're getting, always make sure to give back. So if you receive it, make sure to also give over those words of advice or whatever capabilities that you might have. And everybody is good in something. Sometimes they don't realize it right away, but you are. Everybody has a niche that you're good at. And it's really about just spreading spreading the good and spreading the wealth. And that's the advice that I would give to any uh, young individual that is looking to really grow on a personal or on a business level. Awesome advice. And, and I think you've got an awesome message here. So thanks very much, Ben, for joining us, sharing your story. I think, I think our audience is going to get a lot out of it. I know I did, and I believe Al did as well. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about what you're doing over at Eden or about yourself in general? So best way to reach me is by email, ben, B-E-N, at edenapp.com. That's E-D-E-N-A-P-P.com. Of course, connect with me online. I am on all social media platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, connect with me. And if I can uh, help in any which way, if you have any questions, please reach out. And it would be my pleasure to get back to you as quick as I can. Awesome. All right. That does it for today's episode, folks. I really enjoyed this conversation as always. I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn and once in a while on Clubhouse. We're on there sometimes as well. Success leaves clues, my friends. And remember, it all starts with one. One.